This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Tires. This podcast sadly still not brought to you by the movie Battleship, though Raph, I'm still obsessed with it, which means it's time for the 2020 Verbal Tappies. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you this evening? There's a beautiful evening out here, Kevin. We just want to acknowledge all of the true people. Hold on, my, my teleprompter isn't working. We don't have banter, do we? I thought you were going to say troops. I was like, uh, uh, true people, troops. Yes. Yeah, screw it. Yep. I'm in Kansas, and there's a wind. There's about to be a ice storm followed by a blizzard. So 2020, you brought a friend. <laughs> I don't know why. I, yeah, I did. I listen, Kev. As per tradition on the verbal tappies, we understand that people listen to our jokes pretty much weekly, but we decided this week to bring on a guest, somebody within the verbal tap family, somebody who has been near and dear to us, but has run away from us for a little while. And I feel like this is a little bit of an intervention. We're going to have a talk with him about why he felt the need to run from us so far to the point where when I said, when are you coming back on the show? He said, give me an easy week. And I said, what's an easy week with 26 weeks of straight fight coverage? And he said, please lose my number. And yet we didn't. So ladies and gentlemen, coming back to the show after a nice hiatus. Too long, if you ask us. Yeah. Our good friend, New York Rick. Rick, how are you doing, sir? I'm fantastic. Uh, what an introduction. Um, some of it true, some of it untrue. We can get into that. Um, but it is good to be back. Um, I'm glad to hear uh, both of your voices, although that may seem counterintuitive because of, you know, the, the fans, you know, probably not wanting to hear your voices and, and wanting to hear mine more. Um, but it is good to to hear your voices since it's been so long this is why we it's never mention he works at espn or any of the shit he does mm-hmm. it's just like immediately i don't need this not on my own podcast <laughs> but i'm more excited to talk to you about the following your insane optimism about Sexland, the cleveland cavaliers <laughs> um this is unbelievable <laughs> are you okay um, you doing well, all right just friend oh. to friend you're not on, you're not on Team Sexland. You're not on board with the, the finest backcourt in the league. The, I love the, the nickname. Best backcourt. I want to be clear. Best nickname back way better than the Splash Brothers because <laughs> that alludes to it. But this is much more <laughs> right direct down down the Ohio. Yeah, this is a little more on the nose, right? <laughs> yes, but I also just uh, anytime I see someone being like, "You're gonna really want to start to believe in any Ohio sports team." I'm in. I'm in. Listen, uh, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but the reality is, if we're going to get serious for a second about, about the Cavs basketball, uh, Colin Sexton is, is a great young player already, somebody I think can, can be you know, the, the number one, number two option on the team down the line. And Darius Garland has all the tools to become one of those guys um, and, and probably has a higher ceiling. They really are one of the most exciting backcourts in the league. Are they the best? No, certainly not, not yet, but... It's hard to be optimistic after LeBron's departure as a Cavs fan, but this this one's looking like it could be something. See, Raph, um, Raph and, didn't uh, believe like... me. Raph was like, no way. He's, he's a believer. I was like, you're going to hear it. He's going to start. It's all <laughs> jest, but quickly you're going to feel the faith. I love it. No, it's it's real, and, and I like the draft pick too, so I'm cautiously optimistic. But uh, it's it's at least a lot more fun than losing by 30 every night and not knowing who's even on the team. I'll say that. Fair. Rick, I just want to remind you, though, there's two things here. One, my longtime best friend, LeBron James, told me this. He was like, dude, I don't understand why Rick is so fascinated by these people to the point where point number two, you're getting dunked on by Ariel Hawani on this. Now, he doesn't roast a ton of people, and now he's turning into a little bit of a heel, which is concerning to yeah. me for a few reasons. But you're one of the yeah. few people that he just freely, like, freely believes he can go ahead and dunk on. Does that hurt at all when it's coming from him? No, it's a, it's, it's. I wear it as a badge of honor um, that he feels he can dunk on me. And I will say, um, for somebody who's 
um, as technologically unsavvy as him. He's really taken to social media. He's really he's really adapted. He's really um, learned the meme space. He's he's learned some of the the, the talk, the culture, the the language online. Um, he's he's not a hundred percent there, but he's really really close. Um, and and I'm proud of how how far he's come. Um, even if I'm at the butt of the joke many times, because for every time I'm the butt of the joke and it gets you know not a lot of likes. Um, he's completely, you know, shitting all over Dylan Dennis and uh, the MMA audience is, is, you know, just lapping it up. Um, so I'll take the trade off. I'll, I'll take, you know, some basketball related um, dunks on me uh, to get the MMA world what they need. Well, here's the reason why I also bring up Ariel, because this is now becoming harmful to us on the show, which is Kevin's a noted MMA fan who loves basketball shoehorns basketball into almost every episode that we do and yet here Ariel Hawani is going over and being on the sidelines and acting like he has any business there when Kevin Phillips is right here and he's tall that's a requirement to be a reporter in the NBA they don't have tall. to that's, that's all we talking six, Kevin, six what are the stats six one and they don't have to bend over as much when they're trying to answer and I mean that's part of LeBron James' regiment, that upward spine mobility. It's important. Mm-hmm. You just Some people how, bring physical attributes. How tall attributes. Do, you think, do you guys think Ariel is? 5'6", five, 5'4". Five, Don't four. know. What? TV makes it very <laughs> difficult to know. Never seen him ride a roller coaster uh, okay. myself, so can't verify. Okay, well, then let's get an answer on this, MMA journalist no. extraordinaire. I think, it's, I think it's better to keep it a secret, actually. Um, let, let the people figure it out. Look, you know how uh, one of the popular trends on TikTok is these people – like uh, taking pictures of people holding objects and then using very, very <laughs> complex formulas to figure out yes. their height. Go, go get one of those people to find Ariel holding something, something of size and scale that they can use and figure out his height. That's, that's my challenge. Don't forget, though, even though we didn't know each other, I was covering events that Ariel was covering as well. I was Correct. in the proximity of him. I know how tall he is, so... <laughs> not a real big mystery to me. I'm just saying, Kevin looks tall. Ariel does not, and that is half of the dance. Kevin, I, I want to take this. I want to take this idea though, Raf. I want to yes and it, and I want to make sure. a TikTok video using a manscaped fresh <laughs> razor to help judge yep. my height this season. You can get the loved ones in your life. A manscaped as well. Use the promo code verbal tap fifteen. You're gonna enjoy just verbal tap. Just verbal tap. I do that. It's just verbal tap, Kev. Well, enter fifteen and just see what happens. Maybe we'll just say sure. I, I guarantee you, that good them. is gonna happen. Just uh, verbal tap, and you're gonna get twenty percent off anyway. That's what happens. The ball deodorant got me through Western Kansas. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so thank you to Manscaped. Use the promo code verbal tap, and do not forget about our friends at Nogi BJ. Do you think they regret the fact that they said? You know, let them say whatever they want. <laughs> I I would. But that was after I was manscaping on air. I was trying to have my own Howard Stern moment <laughs> and then realized no one cared. So that was fun. But also head over to nokivjjgear.com where this time you're going to need that 15 at the end of Verbal Tap. Get That's a code. Correct. Look like Gordon Ryan without that stupid Puerto Rico socks sandals combo. Unless you're into it, knock yourself out. That is, uh, can you imagine someone using just a tiny, now I need to look up these TikTok videos, a tiny manscaper to measure their height, but no. Nope. Oh, they'll do it. Kevin, if you post a picture of you holding that, that manscape thing, uh, the, the shaver, um, they will, uh, they will do it. If you, if you ask them. God, the internet. Rick, we haven't fucked around with the TikTok. Please explain to us what the appeal of the TikTok is, because now it's essentially on Instagram. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of the the things that start on TikTok do find their way to Instagram. But I would say this, like the people that are posting reels on Instagram are kind of just porting over TikTok content. It's not really the mm-hmm. same kind of creator space on Instagram. Um, what happens on Instagram is a lot of young kids, um, teenagers, sometimes even younger, um, are, are creating culture are making things and trends and um, ideas and videos uh, that weren't being made on other platforms. And they're sharing them with the world. A very good example of that is the thing I just mentioned, taking people's heights from these things that all originated on TikTok. 
Um, it's a tremendous service to um, all of us. But yes, it is a little bit. It's a little bit frightening um, that these are children that are not much older than my oldest daughter, um, and they're shaping current social media culture. Uh, but that's what's happening. I'm glad that you kids. went to my next question, which is, how terrified are you that the youth is getting ever so closer? To being of age to be on TikTok. In fact, she might be too old for TikTok at this point now, Rick, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, my daughter's only three, so she's not too old for TikTok just yet, but I am very scared um, that in five to 10 years, um, she'll be asking for TikTok. Right now, it's just the iPad so she can watch her, her shows. Um, but when it becomes TikTok, we're going to have to have a conversation. So I'm, I'm very scared. I'm, I'm preparing now. I got to start the process. Are you now. also prepared for when she asks you what you do? She's like, but daddy, don't you do the social media? So <laughs> why can't uh, I? Like it's in the family. I'll, it's supposed to be her, like a trait now. I want to do the family business. I'll give her one of those like, you know, do, do as I say, not as I do type speeches. You know what? Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe by then I'll be comfortable with it and she can use it. But like password protected and I have to. No, you know what? No, you're from Queens. You're making this sound way nicer (laughs) than it's going to be. She's going to be 12. You're going to be like, get off your phone. We're at dinner. She'll be like, you are the phone. It's just going to be a good classic (laughs) New York fight. (laughs) Good time to mention Eric Jackman, a senior social media specialist. So when he uses some of these buzzwords, uh, that's that's why he can't help it. It's just something he has to. And Kev, whenever buggy, somebody right? says, yeah, right. <laughs> Kev, whenever they say the word specialist in most contexts, especially in movie contexts, it sounds like it's the person who diffuses the bomb. So all I could think about is there's a social media problem that goes, Rick, you're the only one that could get in here. We've got two minutes before this social media blows up, man. We need you to diffuse the situation. And it, it's a little bit like that, but it's 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 almost more like. I'm avoiding landmines on social media than diffusing them. It's like everything you say on social media can in turn become a landmine um, and having to kind of like sidestep them. That's the specialty. Just like in the movie Battleship or Hunter Killer, you're going to find all the suspense and action you need. Neither, again, (laughs) sponsoring this podcast. I'll get past that. Can we get to (laughs) the verbal tappies? Yes. So just so everybody knows, end of the year Everybody gives out their awards. Some people, ESPN, give out legitimate awards. So they spend all these times going through fight-like footage, saying what your favorite votes are, uh, all those sorts of things. We have no time for that. We just give a series of meaningful yet insignificant awards to people that we feel are truly deserving. And this year, we have brought on New York Rick to help us Give out some of those awards to the lesser categories that maybe didn't make the final cut. In fact, I'm sure there are a few landmines that we're going to see Rick dance through right now, being the specialist that he is. So not only will he be able to help us present some of these, but he may be able to walk us through how to get through it in a PR maze so that we don't offend the wrong people. Does that sound about right, Rick? It does, and and as you know from from our past, you know, life together. Uh, wow, that sounds that sounds very more complicated and and uh, mysterious than it actually was. But intimate is um, the word. I was <laughs> yes, more intimate. I was in uh, I was in PR, so um, certainly that that is in my skill set to help you to help you avoid that. Just so you, just so we're clear, when people say PR now, especially from New York, they mean Puerto Rico and that they're moving there to set up their grappling gym. But you mean public relations, right? I do, but I am also moving to Puerto Rico to train with Gordon Ryan and team. I can't. I was gonna assume you were gonna announce it somewhere on the podcast that the whole New York Rick clan will now be doing social media specialties from the great island of Puerto Rico. So indeed. I have for the first award, and I'll give you all some options. Um, okay. Weirdest fight of the year. Weirdest fight of the mm. year. I have up first Tyson versus Diabetes. I have Nate Robinson <laughs> versus Gravity. And then I just have a category called Fight Island. Are we choosing between these, or can I fill in the blank on one? You can absolutely Ooh, fill in the blank. Fill well, in the first blank. of all, give us some nominees. Do you have any nominees I left off that you'd like to, or fill in the blanks? 
I don't have any other nominees, but I have one distinct answer. Like the, I have a very clear and, and um, distinct answer. I don't know the fighter's name, so I'm trying to look that up right now. But there was a fight on a Bellator undercard where one guy got kicked in the nuts so hard that he could no longer continue. And that was after getting kicked in the nuts previous to that. That was by far the weirdest fight of the year. It's not even close. Um, and I don't remember any of the uh, participants' names, but the guy getting kicked in the nuts is the weirdest fight of the year. I'll take groin strikes ending, and that's another good one where it's like, that's all of us in 2020. It's like, please just stop. We're all done. That's good. Uh, groin strikes ending. Ra- Raph, do you have any would you would like to add? Honestly, I'm intrigued by Mike Tyson versus diabetes because yep. – <laughs> I feel like that's a multi-tiered fight that we're not quite sure is done yet, right? Uh, I, I I like where your head's at, but sadly, this isn't the 2021 verbal tappies. This is just oh. this year, this time. The man lost like 100 pounds. And you know I was obsessed because I accidentally, I couldn't sleep one night, watched his whole documentary from like 2 to 4 a.m., then watched the theater show. I was in a whole place. I'm going with Tyson versus diabetes and I guess Roy Jones Jr., but... Specifically, to be able to smoke weed before the fight and still shed a hundy, I'm jealous. That's weird to me. It's weird Mike Tyson fought this year. Got shredded. Um, Quick update from the world of Bellator. And it was actually a friend of mine, friend of the program, Raymond Daniels, uh, kickboxing extraordinaire, landed two spinning back kicks. Two. It wasn't just like he he punted the guy. Two spinning back kicks to Peter Stanonick's groin. Uh, that got him disqualified. So um, unfortunately for Raymond and, and much more unfortunately for Peter, uh, that was the fight. And that is the, my pick. And Peter's like a dad trying to get his kids to shut up on a road trip. He's like, this is why we don't throw spinning back kicks. This is why <laughs> we hit people in the nuts. <laughs> Just, I am pulling this fight over. This is not going to go. Um, all right. Well, I accept that. Uh, anyone else want to go next with an award? Yeah, I'll go next. <clears throat> so this is the choice Dana White moment of the year. The nominees are fuck you, media. We're doing Fight Island. <laughs> also, fuck you, media. We're not doing Fight Island. And fuck you, media. We're firing these fighters. I'm open to hearing your arguments as to which one wins. Kevin? I would like to add Dana White at the RNC. (laughs) I want him in that. He was right after the Missouri couple that just pointed guns at people. So that's good. Rick? I'm going to pick uh, none of those. I'm going to pick Dana White doing shots with the Nelk boys on Fight Island as the moment for, for Dana this year. See, this gets into a whole category called fight Island moments, but that's, it's funny when it mm. could, that could, that's one of the rare answers that could win multiple categories. Then do we add any of the people he got in celeb fights with about cocaine? Um, didn't he have a whole fight with Oscar De La Hoya? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he buried De La Hoya with that one. He did. But was that this, this is year? The... Because I honestly don't remember if it was this year or not. It, that was. He's done it a few times, but there was a there was certainly one this year. I think he got into it with Mayweather. <laughs> I don't feel great about Rick being our fact checker saying, like, it was bound to happen this year. I'm pretty sure it did. Can't prove it, but nah, good enough. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, gentlemen, you have been overrided. The winner of this year is... Uh, fuck you, media. We're not doing Fight Island. Who can forget when earlier this year Dana had to eat crow? This is, of course, before he produced a video in which he congratulated himself for putting on events while at the same time dunking on MMA journalists who, you know, have the best career in the world. Let's be honest. They get treated far too nicely. And uh, for him to do that, it was kind of one of those moments where Dana White also didn't mention at all anything that Disney told him to stand down because actually they're the people that made Fight Island not happen. Anyway, those are details, my friends. I want to so take that this was behind Dana White. Let's get to Fight Island awards because I want to do. Yes. Um, all right. 
is that any of the three of us like Fight Island? Do any of us feel like we got our money's worth? Because if not, I'll just challenge uh, New York Rick to taking that side. Um, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed Fight Island. I thought it was great. Shit, yeah. All right. So um, most <laughs> disappointing moment of Fight Island. Uh, let's start with that. I'm going to go. For me, the clear award is didn't look anything like the first Mortal Kombat movie. Second, wasn't outside. Third, wasn't an actual island. Fourth, not one shark. Not one shark. <laughs> anyone. No sharks with laser beams. Yeah. No, that was that was a shame. Um, so so let me let me let, let me get on the same page with you. Am I going to counter these points with the successes of Spite Island? Am I going to wait on that and just kind of lean into um, these disappointments? Like, what do you want me to do here? Because I'm I'm Let's firmly in team Fight Island. I just want I need a point of clarification. Did you actually go to Fight Island? Because I don't know this about I, you. I did not. Um, the The travel um, was was quite restricted um, at our, at the company, so I was not uh, I was not able to travel after March. Mar- the last event I went to was Israel versus Yoel in Las Vegas, and then did not travel after that in March. Perfectly fine. And if we're being honest, probably good for a family man. So I think it kind of worked out yeah. in your favor. I just wasn't yeah. sure if you had any other nuggets that I wasn't prepared for, like Data White taking shots, because I looked at that and I go, oh, I didn't have that on my list. No, that, so. the, the Nelk boys uh, posted that on their YouTube channel. Now, <laughs> for for transparency, I have never heard of the Nelk boys until until um, they showed up on Fight Island, but uh, that that was quite glorious. What's a Nelk boy? Is that like a Paul brother, but richer? What is yeah, that? they're they're YouTube they're YouTube influencers um, who do a lot of like brotastic type stuff, um, pranks and things. And uh, they did they did some interviews with fighters on Fight Island. Um, they watched the uh, the final event. I forget which one it was. What was the final pay per view on Fight Island? Oh God, they're all running together. I believe um, it was COVID they were UFC nineteen. And a half <laughs> that last one is the one with no but, um, fight. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they they hung out on Fight Island. They talked to oh, it was the um, it was the Gaethje and Habib fight, two fifty four, and uh, they talked. They did an interview with Habib, which was um, cringe tastic. If you if you've not seen that, they spoke to Justin Gaethje, and they did shots with Dana White. They looked like they had a good time. This that was my fault for asking who the Neuro Brothers are. Uh, Raph, do you have any categories <laughs> worst moment of fight or most disappointing moment of Fight Island? I mean, it's really the hard sharks. to disagree with. There's no spikes or sharks, so it almost feels like there might be a tie here. Um, I would like to point out that you didn't mention this, and I don't think this is really there. I know you mentioned it's not an actual island, but. I was really pissed when they didn't use the outdoor cage because why show a photo of that? If you're just going to go now, we're going inside of this dome thing. I wanted, I wanted basically what WrestleMania uses outdoors. (laughs) I wanted a giant, just big chain link fence with GoPros on the inside. I was ready. Okay. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to be the baby face here or maybe I'm the heel in this case, but, yeah, Fight Island was awesome, man. We best got part to, of Fight Island, they, go, because I have no categories for you. So what was the best? <laughs> well, I'll not maybe not quote-unquote best or greatest, but my favorite part of, of Fight Island was um, – wait, did this happen in Vegas or Fight Island? Oh, uh, now I'm, now I'm <laughs> under the gun here. <laughs> you're not. I love um, that you're fact-checking yourself. It's like, wow. What? Man. Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo. Was that in Las Vegas or was that on Fight Island? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that might have been two forty nine. So that might have still been. That might have been Florida even. Ferguson okay. versus Gacy was two forty nine. So let me find. Yeah, Cruz. in Florida. I'm staring at the roster here, and to your credit, there were so many fights. It's really difficult to keep uh, stored in the knob. Um, favorite Fight Island moment: um, Hamzat Shamayev just existing, just his his emergence. Um, into into the world. I'm very happy to have Hamza Samayev in the MMA space. He's great for my job, first of all. Uh, he's an MMA social media darling. Uh, everybody loves his content and engages with it. Um, but yeah, I just think the sport is better with Hamza Samayev. So uh, the emergence of Hamza Samayev, number one, uh, not bullshit and, and best moment of Fight Island. 
All right. That's nice, but I don't feel it's compelling enough to really go down Kevin's shithole, which are very compelling arguments, which is, why are you going to call it Fight Island if it's not a fight or an island? So, you know. Well, I mean, we could get into the technicality of it actually truly being an island and all that stuff, but the, the UFC brought fights to the world, um, broadcast on ESPN, and people watched them, and it was tremendous. They had fights in Jacksonville, Florida. Boy, is that an island. If I've ever been to one, it's not technically surrounded by water. So the the moment I was going to say, but then it didn't end up actually happening on Fight Island. Maybe I'll save it because it might fit in another category later. So actually, I'll, I'll save it. Well, you know what? You have not presented a category for us. So now I'm going to throw okay. the ball to you, sir. You have a category for us. The- when, when I agreed to do this, I didn't know that I was going to be coming up with my own categories on the fly, but I'll play ball. I'll, I'll figure out a few other things to, to shoehorn oh, no, in. No, I've only watched play. any more caveats you want to lay down first? Or... fights this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever would I be able to come up with on the fly? I'm just a lonely you know, you... social media specialist. This is this is this is what guests of verbal tapcast should know. One, you're going to be berated for the moment from the moment you step on onto the onto the platform and, and engage with these guys. Number two, they're gonna they're gonna pretend to be happy to hear from you and happy to see you and and you know all chummy, and then they're gonna surprise you and act like, oh, you didn't know that you should come up with a category ahead of time that we didn't tell you about and just ask you to do this the day before. Well, um, that is the verbal tapcast experience. People, um, be, be aware. Uh, it, for anybody out Technically, there. Technically, we've been trying to book you okay. for about 16 weeks and you've been too busy, so I just want to make sure that people know that as well. Fact check as well. <laughs> He's perceptive enough to know we were pretending to be excited, though, Raph. That's heartening. That's a big emotional sweep. <laughs> I also want to make sure that people know that they're not safe if we go to guest on their shows because it has become very alarming to people when I roast them worse on their own shows than I do on this show. And they're always like, but I'm in charge here. And I go, are you? It's like the really? scene. Why would you book where, where, where the guy's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, I'm in charge here. And then Bane just rests his hand on his shoulder and he says, do you feel in charge? Tremendous. What, what an incredible movie. Um, <laughs> that is uh, best okay. uh, movie moment in like, of 2017. It was probably not Batman <laughs> Forever, but whatever. Or Returns or Batman Layaway, whatever that one was. Wow, Jesus Christ, Kev. <laughs> um, okay. Batman Layaway is what I want to see. <laughs> it's how he paid for the Batmobile, so we had to put everything <laughs> on store credit. He's like, I'm not ready to get this belt yet, but can you hold it for me? I'll be back. Good stuff. Um, best, I okay. have, I have a quick one while you think. All right, do do yours, and then and then I'll hit mine. Best fight analyst of the year, and okay. there's okay. only so far. I only have two. I have Ariel Hawani, and I have Snoop Dogg. And I feel like we're being very like uh, broad with what an analyst is here. Yeah, that's uh, perceptive. It's just not an answer. Sorry, I don't have we're being broad with an analyst here as a category. Do you want to take a vote? I think it's got it. I mean, do you really want to be on the record voting against your boss? Come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, let's, Ariel is my is my friend and not my boss, um, but oh, my undoubtedly. Snoop Dogg was the uh, Snoop Dogg was the, was the breakout star on on the commentary desk this year. Absolutely, no doubt in my mind. Did we bring uh, I can't it? go against Snoop Dogg. He, he was tremendous. How quickly does he come to MMA? Anyone? It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be within I two think, months, right? Well, because he's already done MMA. I don't know if you remember this. This is this is a, a minute ago, but he was like a commentary. He was an alternate commentary with Uriah Faber for very early seasons of Dana White's Contender series. And Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley landed this incredible, I think it was a head kick, this incredible head kick knockout. And then they just went back to his trailer and smoked as much weed as uh, humans could consume. Um, so he's had a little bit of a foray into it. I think the fans were a little upset because he was a little bit disrespectful to some of the fighters um, on the losing side of the equation. Um, but I think if anybody is out there to give Snoop an opportunity, uh, I think he would excel in the role. He was tremendous on that boxing card. Um so yeah, he'll he'll be commentating like fight circus if they can scrape scrape together the money, um, in in less than a year. Okay, do me a favor though, take DC off the broadcast, put Snoop yep. in. 
Mm-hmm. Ouch. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I want DC on there. I want. I want. Yeah. So I'm in on a hard Anik DC and Snoop Dogg team. Here's you know why. I don't. I don't often agree with Kev, but I, but I'm going to ride with that and now listen to Here's the raps. What I think people need to really give an answer to DC because DC, famously, on our show, has been called the guy your father invited over to watch the fights who talks about wrestling 20 years ago. Eats all the and appetizers. I love his enthusiasm. <laughs> he eats everything. He's still chummy. He is beloved. That's perfectly fine. DC for me should have a telestrator at all times. So put him on the desk. I love that idea. DC on the commentary starts with almost instant enthusiasm for no reason of, oh boy, I really am excited about this. And it's like, no, you're not. It's an omoplata. You barely know what that is. So I love you, DC. Give you the John Madden telestrator so that you can just chill on the sidelines. It's so funny when he starts a joke and I go, this is not going anywhere. And they are going to laugh because it's not going anywhere. And Joe Rogan starts laughing at him because he just loves DC. And I say to myself, sounds like a good party. Mute. Put Snoop Dogg in there. I cannot disagree with your your daddest man on the planet, you know, um, title that you're awarding Daniel Cormier. It's it's accurate. Um, but I think that that's his appeal. That's his charm. And he kind of plays up and down to who's working with him. If it's DC and Snoop, I feel like he will rise to the occasion and be absolutely incredible. Um, that's my desk. Kev's desk is my desk. Give me those guys. I'm just telling you, if you have Snoop and DC, that conversation will go in circles 30 times and you will be exhausted <laughs> and dizzy by the end of it because Snoop's going to be like, for shizzle. And all of a sudden DC's going to go, yeah, Snoop, I remember... One time I spoke, and I was behind, like, a gym, and he's going to bring that up every single time. Now, see, Smoot, the whole way that you really get in on smoking this is you got to attack the joint by rolling it up like this. You're going to go, why are we telestrating the fucking rolling of a joint now? Where have we gone? Meanwhile, Darren Till's going to get a sick knockout and be, like, coming over and commentating his own fights. So, you know, we're, we're getting close to that. I guess what I'm saying here is this. Snoop Dogg is terrible, but somehow made perfect sense on that boxing card <laughs> if that makes any sense uh well you guys already stepped on it but the the future grappling commentary team award goes to snoop dogg daniel cormier and john annick so sorry mm-hmm. for have to step on your whole point after that let's and all right we'll leave the light on for you it'll be a great you two are going to dig these next two categories I have. But before well, that, yeah, New York, Rick, have him. you been able to tax your social content media trending creator darling mind to help us uh, just have an award? Yes, I'm going to go with um, worst excuse of the year or no, not worst. Sorry, it's going to be best excuse. No, sorry. That's not what it's going to be. I've, I've come up with it. I've got it. Sorry. Sorry. It's going to be most creative. Most creative explanation <laughs> for losing a fight this year. Uh, okay. That is my category. Most uh, we creative explanation for losing a fight this it. year. And there are only two nominees because they are they are both <laughs> just like they are a plus plus. These are these are these would win any year uh, independently. Number one, okay. most creative excuse for losing a fight. Dominic Cruz, UFC two forty nine. Keith Peterson smells like cigarettes and alcohol. Just oh, what, what a coffin nail that is. That is like oh, chef's kiss to Dominic Cruz on that one because it's so believable. Like you really do believe that Keith Peterson does smell like you know alcohol and cigarettes. Like that is just like you you could you could just pass that along and and every everybody buys it. Whether he does or doesn't, whether his his stoppage was good or not, like that is a plus plus. Second. Also very, very strong. Deontay Wilder with the laundry list of excuses uh, after losing to Tyson Fury, that he had weights in his gloves, that his own trainers spiked his water. Um, what else did he say? Uh, that he carried oh, the 50-pound the suit that he wore to the ring was too heavy. All of these things combined into one tremendous explanation for why he lost the fight. Um, so that, that's a tough category to pick between the two. Um, but I think both are, are winners in any other year. Let me bring this up. How did you go over Sean O'Malley? 
<laughs> well, what was Sean O'Malley's excuse? Well, Sean O'Malley's excuse is, how could you lose when you've already won 12 and 0? Right. So, see, I it's a valid it's a valid question. I acknowledge that um I acknowledge that this this is you would assume this fits into the category, but the problem is this is an excuse for losing. Sean O'Malley didn't lose, right? Sean O'Malley won that fight apparently. So we can't include him in this category. But statistically on the record, it's put as an L. <laughs> so But are you woke I enough understand. to are you woke enough to know oh that it's not? God. I'm oh okay. <laughs> this is why we love the cruise one so much by the way is because it sounded like a bad sort of lyric from chicago the musical where it's like what's wrong with them booze and liquor it's like oh okay well you know anybody who i think is gonna do that sort of thing it does sound like dominic cruz so yeah dude i forgot these things happened in 2020 this is how fucking long this year has been that's a great – he fits right in, though. Nicely done. Um, that's uh, Not a lot of people can come up with a category on the fly. Uh, if you're willing to hear what I want to talk about or what I, if you want an example, just head on back to last year's with Mr. Tonin. I have two quick ones. <laughs> First, and this is just an announcement award, I'm just telling you, the John Jones Criminal of the Year Award goes to Conor McGregor. It was an impressive year for him, but he did it hard. And the Rosie O'Donnell Award goes to anyone want to take a guess? Mm. I'm going to say Rosie. Well, so she won it the inaugural year, but um, well, she actually got best KO of the year when they knocked her out of the Connors <laughs> reboot. But I didn't have time. We didn't get to that one. That was announced at the Science and Tech Awards last week. The Rosie O'Donnell Award goes to the one, the only Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, mm. you were thinking it was going to be Colby Covington. You haven't seen some of this shit Jorge Masvidal sharing on social media. We're starting to question, among many things, gravity, vaccines. Does does the Midwest exist theoretically or just in our minds? It's it's interesting, but I'm I'm impressed and I'm proud of him. It's a tough year. It's a tough year to win that one. I couldn't give it to Gina Carano. She hasn't fought in like a decade. What are we doing? No, but she said some choice comments that have been uh, still etched in the MMA Hall of Fame. So credit to her. And you know what? She's still a legend. We won't take that away from her. I I have a just a broad category for you all before I start mm -hmm. to uh, wind it down. Best fight movie of the year. This is a broad category. Ooh. It can just have a fight scene. It can be specifically about fighting. If anyone got through that god-awful movie named Jiu-Jitsu, I'd love to hear it, but it's sadly not a contender. I, mm -hmm. I'm... Oh, wow. Okay. What? Do, do you think it should be? I'm su I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that it's, it's not, in, at least in the running, it's named Jiu-Jitsu. Now, I haven't seen it. I, I've heard that there's any Jiu-Jitsu in it, but I thought it would at least be in the... In the the field do you want me to read you a couple of the lines from the movie jujitsu I, I would love that and if you read them in your best nicholas cage voice that would be even better i think that was assumed <laughs> was it but go okay and scene there we go you gotta use the jujitsu man one okay two you know the great thing about jiu-jitsu is what? Leverage. Factual. <laughs> Three. Well, he's right. There are six different regions of jiu-jitsu. You've got to tap into each one of them, man. You say regions? Fancy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because remember, they're fighting aliens at this point, so... What does it matter at this point? They you guys, are that's fighting the movie. Like, it is. Uh, so watch the trailer and let me know if you figure out what it's about. <laughs> oh, man. I, I must say that that was very good. I have to give it Thank up. Um, I don't Thank want you. to, but I have to give it up. That was very good. That's fair. Okay. Um, Early kids. Kev, I might. Oh, do you have one? Yeah. Oh, I was going to throw Go. my first three. My first three were easy. Okay. The movie, The Gentleman. Uh, Knives okay. Out. Great. 
great kind of fight scene. It's really him just slitting his own throat. But, you know, oh, spoiler. <laughs> That's a big spoiler. Sorry. Yeah, people should have seen it by now. Um, Buddy Games. And Bad Boys for Life. That is all. Bad Boys for Life has a shocking amount of grappling going on in it. So that came out this year? Bad Boys? Oh, my God. It has been. By the way, if I recall correctly, Bad Boys for Life is the number one movie of the year because it's the only movie that came out. I think Sonic the Hedgehog might actually be neck and neck. It's one of those two that ended up being the movie there. I think Sonic the Hedgehog is the number one comic movie adaptation of the year. I want to be crystal clear. It's not on my best fight movies. Not on mine, but I'll let I mean, you nominate Dr. it. The Robotnik fight at the end was uh, was was top tier. Man, that's how you know the the dad life is strong in this one, Kev. <laughs> um, I honorable He's mention the, guy, the movie the Wild way. Mountain Time because I had to fight the most amount of emotions during it. Do we add that? You can add that. I also want to put in a nomination here for one that people might not have seen. Uh, I don't even know if this came out this year, so I'm doing a slight fact check on this one. But it is a Netflix film by the name... Hmm, is that one it? I think it's Ava. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. stars Jessica Chastain. Yep. And it also features, if I recall, Colin Farrell... And there's a little bit of grappling in there where, I, you know, when they cut away to the stunt doubles, you can kind of tell it's it's well tra- telegraphed and all that sort of thing. But with Jessica Chastain was starting to do some good judo tosses and had at least a couple good takedowns and chokes. I said, huh? Her? Oh, good for her. That's awesome. If so we, hey, we can maybe add it. extraction to it for adding some Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh the old guard, but it's okay. So last, last honorable mention for any fight movies. Anyone want to? Now you've actually brought up some good ones. Damn, let me think about Ava. I have, I have one. Maybe it's your last one. Uh, the the Oscar award nominee uh, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. I mean, just next level fighting. Yeah, let's give it to uh, eh, fuck it, Bloodshot. Sure, Vin gets one. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's just not. Yo, the... Vin Diesel's got to get that strength training up for The Rock, man. Those catty bitches on set could not stand each other, so it only stands ground to the point where the two of them have to get a training montage within their own movies. And let me bring this up to you, Kev. I don't know if you know this, but apparently, The Rock won't do the sequel to Hobbs and Shaw, unless he's paid more than Vin Diesel is in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, I love it so much. I love the drama. I do too. Uh, this is my, one of my petty celebrities are always one of my favorites, but this one, that one I don't quite follow. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. is that a this time thing? Like he needs to make more money than what Vin made last time because aren't they just going to keep popping these movies out until they, they both uh, continue to look like Oh well, no! Apparently, okay. So, so I'm a I'm a huge Fast and the Furious franchise fan. Like, just die hard, love it so much. Can't get enough of it. The the greatest film franchise in in film history. So the story here is, Vin Diesel has these movies. He has this lineage. He's he's the star of Fast and the Furious. Then The Rock comes in as a bit player, but. The Rock, being the megastar that he is, in that time frame becomes, you know, the biggest actor in Hollywood. So now all of a sudden it's a, it's a, a you know, a, a whatever you want to insert anatomy um, word here, measuring contest uh, between mm-hmm. The Rock and Vin Diesel. And now for the last couple of movies, it's been a case where they can't go on set together, as Raph described. And now The Rock is going to hold up a, an entire offshoot franchise, which is Hobbs and Shaw, which he stars in with Statham. Uh, unless he gets paid as much as Vin Diesel is getting paid, or more than Vin Diesel is getting paid, for the main franchise to continue, uh, it's just it's just so petty and just so tremendous. And I love both of them, and I love the film so much. Um, I can't get enough of it. They had it. This, Do you? This think... culminated when one wouldn't couldn't win the fight. Remember in five, they were like, it yeah. can't, there can't be a winner." <laughs> what? Awesome. Sounds no, there good. Can't be a winner. There. Well, now we're we're the winners. But here's my question to you, Rick. Your specialty yeah. is diffusing 
PR situations. Could sure. you, in a room with those two, pitch it, fix things? Um, see, I, I would I would not go with diffusion in that case. I would, you know, there's certain times where you want to um, take a situation and de-escalate it. There's also certain mm-hmm. times where you want to be aggressive and attack and be out in front. In this case. Um, I see this as an aggressive situation. We need to we need to nip this in the bud. We need to get ahead of this, and we need to have a resolution quickly. Uh, so I would have them fight to the death, um, and whoever comes out on top continues in the franchise, and that's that. Got it. So he is using the Godzilla Ken Watanabe approach to this, which is let them fight. Let them fight. Absolutely. Yeah, he's being polite because I think all three of us would just be behind the scenes like, God, how do we make the most amount of money? Well, I think we just put in fifth gear or whatever we're in fourth gear, right? Yeah, all right. So let's set up a meeting, but tell him it's at a different time and a wrong location and then can be like, where is he? <laughs> so that's how I'd play it. I'd stoke the fire in the pettiest possible way. I'd be like, uh, well, Dwayne won't be doing the golf pro-am this year. Why? Well, he heard The Rock was invited to a badminton thing. Um, I guess Toretto. I don't know. I'm all confused. I'm getting us back to the verbal yeah, tabbies. Yeah. That was my fault. Thank yeah, you. Okay. Uh, Raph, do you want to go before I hit you all with my last one? Well, I've got one. I think we should go back to Rick for another one. Uh, I want to get your feelings on this one. I have two nominees, and I'm working on a third here, Kev. But it is the ESPN minus moment of the year. Nice. Okay. Your nice. nominees are as follows. Ariel doing the NBA. Or 69 goddamn dollars for a pay-per-view. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Can I give you option B? The of course. ESPN minus moment of the year is just the fact that a global pandemic hit, and if you stare at the UFC calendar, nothing stopped them. Hundreds of fights this year. Thousands. Well, I'll get to a statistic now that'll make you cry a little bit in a second here. Do you have any further nominees? Are, are you bound by Disney not to say anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to abstain from voting here, but I will say, um, as seeing Ariel on the sidelines warms my heart, it's a dream come true for him. I'm so happy for my friend. And uh, how dare you, sir? Wait a minute. That's a dream come true for him. He has two dreams. You can't have two dreams. How many Make dreams does the, the man the need? Dream. The first dream was being the MMA guy. And guess what? He's good at that. Let him be that guy. He, yes. So then you mean to tell me it's like, well, achieved. my actual dream this whole time was to be on the NBA court. Fuck off. Go to the NBA then. No, 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 no. See, you're you're. You're you're thinking that you can only have one dream your whole life. No, he achieved that dream. He became the man in MMA. He did that. It's already it's already done. That one's done and dusted. Uh, now he has a, a new terrain to conquer. It's done and dusted. He still puts out content as an MMA guy. Yeah, and 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 nobody's catching up to him anytime soon. He's still the goat um, and uh, doing tremendous. And then simultaneously working NBA sidelines. Don't you don't you try to take the the, the accomplishments from this man? Uh, one of the hardest. I'm not going to take it. I'm trying to say pick a lane. You know what this reminds me no. of? Do you know no. the movie Scary Movie 5? Most people don't, but there is one line that's amazing in it. And Simon Rex is asked a question, and he goes, I have a dream. And the person responds, what is that? To have a dream. That's exactly what it sounds like when you're summarizing Ariel's dream. Like, to have him have a dream on pop of a dream, too much. What was the movie? Scary Movie 5. Oh, wow. Um... I think I might I've seen that in a minute. I'm sure, I'm sure I have seen it. To, to be honest, those movies were a little bit underrated. Like the the first two were solid. We we can admit that, right? Then three and whatever kind of went off the rails a little bit. The ones with like Leslie uh, Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen, yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Um, but I feel like they came around toward the end. Maybe five was one of the good ones. I forget, but I definitely saw it at some point. Uh, wow. I don't recall that <laughs> that, that seminal moment. Um, that that obviously stuck with you for such such a long time, um, but I trust I trust that it happened. Yeah, you need to. It's also I think it might only be in the trailer. I don't know the difference, but I would tell you this. <laughs> I just want to tell you the fact that every time I see him on the NBA, I just think like you know Ariel, if you need to go, go, go be with them. 
go be with the cool kids at the NBA table. But when he comes over here, he's doing the NBA. I just think, how dare you? How dare you, sir, block other prominently brown hueish people that could be on a television. Also, great facial hair, weird nose. Law, uh, the head doesn't really work. That doesn't work as a comparison. I'm just saying. If I need Rap, to I do the promo you know cut, I will do it right now. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but that description, that mm-hmm. really sounded like you almost. Mm, Verbal tap. I mean, it's damn you too. I'm gonna have to just put you in a corner. Don't make me Logan Paul this. Wait. Well, actually, that gets over to my category. Oh, Hold cool. on. Go, go, go. Thank you. You're, you're transitioning nicely. I wanted to make sure that we take a moment to get to. Hold on. Where is it? There it is. The Jake Paul Award for Excellence in MMA. And this is a grab bag category. Kevin, I'll let you give the first nominee. Rick, I'll give you the second nominee, and I will do the third nominee. Kevin, go. Buchecha. Because he okay. hasn't done it yet either, but I'm really excited. <laughs> Rick, Jesus Christ, uh, um, Jesus, who is the category named after Jake or Logan? It's Jake Paul, but I could okay, be so amended gonna, gonna to saying pick... Logan as well. Well, uh, my pick is going to be Logan since the category is named after Jake. Fair, huh. that's pretty good. Uh, mine would be Gary Tonin because they seem <laughs> to have the same striking ability. Oh, Jesus Christ. Got him. Boom. Um, This is one that I thought you can marinate on because I think this is an important one for you to give us some feedback on, which is worst social media. So, Rick, I'm going to give you the opportunity to think about that. We'll circle back to you. We're going to get to Kevin's final category, and then you can start thinking about who's... Before we move on from that. Okay. uh, Can it be be anybody? Like, it could be a person. It could be a brand. It could be anything. Whoever is worst social media. You know, I didn't give you any qualifiers. So, yeah, you, you okay. can have that. Do whatever cool. you want. Cool. I'll take it. All right. Kev. Let me think on that one. Kev? Biggest cause of fights in 2020. The biggest okay. cause of fights in 2020. Okay. I did a little bit of looking. And the best I can come up with outside of things that are way too serious for this podcast is, do you know how many people have like gone after 17 year olds in fast food restaurants for asking them to wear masks. It's more than you think it really is. I I genuinely Googled. Why do people fight in 2020? And it was like masks. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So I guess that wins Uh, second to that. I had people's feelings on the Boeing 737 max. Um, Am I missing any Mm -hmm. categories? Um, this year I would also just include science. Mm. I've never seen so many people fight about something they don't know. Science, <laughs> biggest cause of fights in 2020. <laughs> science. That's great. That's fun. Okay. I, t- you know what? I think masks, you could engulf it. Let's go with science. There we go. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Cheers. out of awards. No, that's the other one. Kevin. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, jeers. So Thank you. We have another show, by the way, if you want to watch the grappling hour this week, we do a kind of similar, but mostly more upbeat version of this, which is we actually acknowledge those in grappling who were not given their due from other media outlets (laughs) flow. And we do our best to acknowledge those folks. You guys can catch that. It's coming out as soon as I finish editing it. Anyway, Rick, what do you got for us on worst social media? I love that. I love that. I love that you guys have one where you celebrate everybody and actually like give out awards. And I get the one where you just take this opportunity to shit on the industry. Uh, tremendous. <laughs> also okay. go and drink on that one. Did you want to go on that one too, Rick? You know what? I'm going to have to abstain because my level of knowledge of grappling was 10 white belt classes in jujitsu. Uh, and you know, obviously my watching of the sport, but 10 white belt classes in jujitsu, then getting the job at ESPN, moving, not having that gym anymore, pandemic hitting, getting super fat and just doing nothing. So like, God, it's been a very uh, steep and and quick decline 
um, from when I was actually trying to get into jujitsu. So I'm going to have to abstain because I wouldn't know the first thing about who to award any of these things to. Um, but I do have, I, I have thought long and hard. I, I you know, came up with a, a very long list of nominees for worst social media. Um, I'm trying to keep it to the fight game, obviously, because th- there's some people who are just terrible on social media generally. And I, I was going in that direction. And then I was thinking like, are there people who are annoying on social media? You know, like, uh, well, I'm not going to throw out any names. I don't want to bury anybody. So uh, I'll just give clear one, this but... up. This is what went on in your head the entire time Kevin and I vamped for all of three minutes. You created a long list and then had an existential debate with yourself about the merits of that list. Raph, when, when you give me a task, I take it very seriously. When, when you message me, when you slide into my DMs um, and you tell me, hey, you know, I'm struggling here. Write some jokes for me. I'm not, I'm not very funny. I need your help. I take it seriously. When you tell me, hey, come up with who's the worst social media account that you know. I take it very seriously. This is yeah. not, you know, I'm not some two bit hack. I'm not whoever you had last year. I believe you said his name was Gary Tonin. I'm not him. So. Um, I'm a different guy. This so year's winner for excellence in MMA, the Jake or Logan Paul award. We're not quite sure which brother, but one of them. Yes. Him. So I come up with the answer and I have come up with it. It's, it's this little known account. Um, it's a, it's a combination of, of like, kind of like, you know, I would call it like combat sports commentary, a little bit of like meme um, kind of mix of those things. It's called at verbal tap cast. Um, mm-hmm. And it is absolute trash. I would recommend that if anybody is following that account, V E R B A L T A P C A S T that's on Instagram and Twitter uh, unfollow, mm-hmm. just block them. Don't let them see what's going on in your world. Don't see what's going on in their world. Um, unfollow garbage. Ouch. Hmm. You know, it's really funny. And I think you'll enjoy this because you were maybe given the opportunity to do something that was fun and entertaining and instead took a shot at us. And that's fine. I understand that. But I will let you know that my last award was going to be the Brandon Schaub Award for Excellence in MMA Journalism. And it was going to go to you. (laughs) And yet I want you to know that joke was written at the very beginning of this show. And yet when I give you the real task of saying worst in social media and you vamp for another three minutes and then go, here's the joke. It's you. It hurts. Okay. We, we bring you on the show out of love. We think you're and that's amazing. That's how you choose to end it. It's like mm-hmm. the work you do. So next level, but here we go. It's just another, this is how this is how the pundits play it, Raph. We just got burned by another <laughs> quick talking professional who's headed to Puerto Rico any minute. Right? Well, okay. And um, Kevin, if we're just spitballing here though, Kev, maybe the reason we think Ariel Hawana should go to the NBA is so that maybe New York Rick gets a promotion and then it could be New York Rick and Chale and New York Rick and DC, who he seems to think would be a good DE commentary partner with Snoop Dogg. We're trying to help you that here was me. and yet <laughs> <laughs> and I even the more you say it, the more I'm down. I actually, until he said our handle, I was like, wait, is that us? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta go look. It's not great. <laughs> New York, Rick, do you have any more categories? Uh, I don't. Um, I ran out. I, I only had enough to, to muster up to one, which I thought was pretty decent, but no, I ran out. No, no, I, all things I, I considered, it was not that bad. And uh, I do enjoy the fact that his last joke basically got to my last joke first. So when Kevin's like, I'm exhausted, I go, okay, cool. Let's circle back and I'll give him an opportunity to do one last joke before I do this last riff on him. And what I'm going to do right now, just so that you know it, and, and Rick, just so that you can kind of see the nonsense that goes into the show, I'm actually going to text you this because I'm going to text you a photo of the fact that I had it written down at the very beginning and uh you do what you will with it so that's you yeah maybe we'll post it when the episode comes out but uh i mean can i tell you all you'll see is the chicken scratch that goes into my work here on the show (laughs) can i also tell you too about one more fight movie that exists in the world to make sure you know about it oh i'd love to cool it's called fat man and it's mel gibson as santa claus except he had to sell secrets to the military and now a 12-year-old is hunting him. So if you're looking for something good, 
This Christmas, Fat Man is out. I think it has the best. I think it has the chance to usurp any best fight movie of 2020. So is this like a is this like a verbal tap gimmick? This is where, a real like, movie. You make up a movie and see if we will call bullshit on it. <laughs> I, I God, I wish, and that's how I feel now. You would assume so. This is yeah. a real movie, New York Rick, that you can buy on demand at this moment. I watched the trailer. I was like, "You're shitting me." I read the description. I was like, "Boy, that acid you took was fantastic." No way, this is a real movie. It's a real movie. It's called Fat Man, and there's a scene that's gonna make you giggle. Sure, I'm still uh, dubious. Well, at New York, Rick is the social media handle. He's over at ESPN. He's pulling more strings than he he lets people know in the world of MMA. If you need social media services, let's face it, you're listening to this. You can't afford them. So find somebody who's more manageable, but reminds you of New York, Rick. Uh, Mr. Eric Jackman, any any final notes from the crowd? I'm going to throw it to you all for my uh, this is my happy 2020 sign off. I'm done. Um, I do want to say one thing, uh, Ugh. when Raph, you know, eloquently outlined, um, my actions that I took at the end of this podcast, I have to admit being a little bit ashamed. Um, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to hurt feelings. I truly love you guys. Um, it's, it's going to be the start of a new year in six hours for me. <laughs> and, um, I, I'd like to turn over a new leaf, um, respect, friendship, those types of things are the, are the things that. I value my life um, and, I, and I feel like I consider you guys friends. So um, I would just like to make amends. I would like to say sorry for all the bad things that um, I've said up until now, uh, but 2021 will be different. Um, and I love you guys so, so much. The healing begins now. Don't trust that, but I appreciate it. I, I don't feel good tonight. I'm going to feel good, but I'm not that smart. I don't worry about things in a few months. Raph? Kevin, let me just tell you what I say right now will not follow me into 2021 because in 2021 i will be a new person new year new me and you know what you could say that this year because if anybody tries to give you shit for saying that this year fuck them that's as easy as it is damn right that's my favorite thing i've actually seen less gym freaks doing the new year new me memes because everybody's had such a shit year we just decided you know what not doing it but i'll tell you this rick when we book you on this show I'm so happy that you come on. You make our fans happy. You make many people happy on ESPN, maybe not so on ESPN Instagram, but a lot of people are very happy with the work that you do. And yes, it it does sting for a split second when you say things and I realize, did I book a diet MJF on this show? Hmm. It's like ordering a heel, but not getting the real satisfaction of a full heel with calories. I guess what I'm saying. There was a lot of mail this year, Raph. It was hard to get reordered. There was. That's true. I would tell you guys this. Thank you very much for coming on, Rick. We love and miss you. We know how hard you're working, and we would love for you to come back again. The only issue is it seems like ESPN is going to keep you busy with how many events I'm already seeing them put together. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in a boat. We're going to give you some uh, food and sustenance, and we're going to push you back into the ocean. And I guess we're going to see you when we see you again. Fight I Island. think that's the fairest way of putting it. Uh, we're, we're sending you to Fight Island. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a great beautiful, idea. A beautiful image, a beautiful uh, tribute, a beautiful ending. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Yes, I, I will not have time for you. In <laughs> oh fuck off <laughs> listen plug your shit kevin already said where they can find you but do you have anything interesting that you're doing um no just it, you know you can follow me but i barely use my my twitter anymore just to talk about sex land um if you if you stayed through the beginning <laughs> and all the way to the end of the podcast um follow at espn mma that's that's where you can really find the stuff that i'm doing uh i feel like we do a good job um, and i feel like these guys do a great oh, job. Can I say one last thing? The quiet upstart at ESPN MMA. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, the only thing I want to close on is I didn't know these were the rules, and I don't know if you're the guy behind this. I assume it's more Instagram. But like one of my friends was doing something really nice. He comment on like ESPN MMA and say something like, Man, I was really proud of this fight. That was a really good knockout. And I go, Why are you doing that? He goes, I don't know, man. It's just good for 
social media and, and engagement. I go, for who? It's for them. You're engaging on their content. It does very little for you. And he just goes, I don't know. I go, dude, you say such nice things. So one of the times on one of the ESPN comment sections, I said something to the effect of, uh, you know, he's like, man, such respect to this person. I love them. And I went straight in on the, you're taking everything from me. And I basically pulled that quote off of the internet and just put his name on it. And it flagged me. It's the first time ever I've ever been flagged on any kind of media for Verbal Tap. We've had that account for years. And it's the first time it said, this is harassment. Is it? Oh, my God. I just copied and pasted the Nate Diaz thing. Oh, my God. Did they put already all these pre-programmed things? Is this what happened? The one time I've used this joke, that this is what's going to happen? I go, "Mm, Rick's behind this. I know it. I am not behind it, but I do know that there are those filters for for certain language. So you, you might have to mind your P's and Q's on that. Um, oh, also, that feel free to pass this. Feel free to pass this along to your buddy. He's right. Your buddy is right. If you comment on other accounts, um, it's good. It gets it gets eyeballs on your account. I know so, that. I know that. I just that, like the positivity. Have, Would you two positive. take it off air? Everyone's like, oh, can we get more social media advice from you two? Uh, that'll do it. Happy 2020 yeah. here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Good night. Good fight. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is